Welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. We are uh, getting ready to wrap up this season. We've got one more episode after this one. Yeah, I think so. You ready? Yeah, I think so. I'm excited about next season. Yeah, I am too. I'm really excited about next season. Can we talk about what we're going to do? Is that okay, A little bit of a break. Yeah. um, Yeah, he said yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. So there's a lot of guys that have like cool stories. Yeah. Like this in life, like what they overcome, what they overcame in life. Yeah. Things they've seen and their perception on it or like their perspective on it. Yeah. And then the other thing. Um, is that there's some guys that have some really cool jobs that I'd yeah. like to hear about it. I love like, so if I meet, I love meeting new people. Yeah. Part of the reason is I just love hearing what they do. Right. And then they tell me about their job. I just love hearing about Isn't it weird? what does like, that look like. Sometimes I feel so judged when I tell people what I do. Mm-hmm. Not that I care, but sometimes I feel like there's judgment, you yeah. know, from that person when you talk, when you talk about what you do for a living. And then, you know, if you're, you're a doctor or a dentist, they look at you like, oh, okay. You know, you yeah. got a little bit of class to you and oh, mm-hmm. you're a construction worker trash <laughs> <laughs> i you love know. hearing about your job they're like hey right. what, what does a week look like for a guy that owns a drywall company yeah. or, and so we're going to bring in guys who just to hear their stories yeah. and then hear about their jobs right and then uh, this like some advice from them stuff like that so and it's it's really cool because like you know people would be like oh nick's nick's a drywall guy and yeah but if you hear me talk about it you know on a day that i'm feeling passionate about it yeah um you know i could make it sound like a really good story or you know people be like oh rt he's a pastor and he's in the army i think and uh you know mm. you could Go on and talking about, you know, riding in strikers and helicopters and, right. you know, preaching and, you know. But when you're in the job, like to me, my job's like, no, nah, it's pretty boring. Like it's not really that, ex- there's nothing that exciting I care to tell people what I do. Yeah. But. But when you're not he, in the job. Right. You, you know, want to hear your, your job, it. your life sounds, you know, way more yeah. exciting than what I yeah. do or what, you know, pr- producer Blake does. He yeah. Cuts off people's cable or no, whatever. I don't think whatever. that's true. No. <laughs> cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, uh, he gets say over what gets edited out. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Make. You're right. Yeah, it's all getting edited. <laughs> all right. Let's jump in to this yeah. topic today. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What are we talking about? Didn't you come up with this? Or did I come up with this? Oh, yeah. I came up with it. No, you did. I don't remember. So, no, I think we're going to talk about like what men should look for or what, you know, what people are looking for in a church. Oh. Yeah. So, long the lines, like, let's say Nick moves to, I don't know, another, what town would you Well, here, I'll just, I'll just tell like a story. Um. Not like a story, it's the truth. Um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, before I met my now wife, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to church. Yeah. I believed, but I just, I wasn't, I didn't have the community of a church. I wasn't going to a church. I didn't have those friendships. Um, I knew that I liked, I enjoyed going to a church. Um, not necessarily the church that she went to at the time. Mm-hmm. So then that led us, you know, into a mission of trying to find a church that we both liked. Yeah. Um, and that we could both, you know, learn from and grow from and. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of caught me off guard because I didn't, I didn't know that I needed that sense of community. So then it, after going to the wrong church for a while or a couple of the wrong churches, it really kind of gave me a list of things to start looking for in the church that I would uh, eventually attend. Yeah. I have maybe a few thoughts on this. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> um, I got plenty. <laughs> on what I encourage people to look for in a church. So yeah. I get that occasion. Like, Hey, people in our church are moving to a different area. Yeah. You know, do you know any churches in that area? What would you look for in a church? So, okay. Yeah. Talk through maybe what yeah, let's talk through it. What I think the first thing that I would encourage people to look for is a church that practices expository preaching. Yeah. So I agree. expository preaching being, you know, you, you preach from God's word, from the Bible. Yeah. So I my preference is to find the church that preaches through books of the Bible predominantly, right? So yeah. usually you're preaching through this book verse by verse, chapter by chapter, yeah. just working yeah, through like it. You're going through Acts or you're going through James right. or, you know, Matthew or something. Yeah. And, uh, which yeah. I realize not everyone, not every church does that. And there's times where you have different series, but at least expository preaching where expository says that the text is what drives the sermon or the Bible is what drives what you're preaching. Yeah. So it's not the preacher preaching his own preferences right. or preaching what he wants to talk about that week. It's 
Yeah. The Bible says this, so this is what I'm preaching to you. So yeah. the Bible sets the agenda for the sermon. Right. Yeah, he, and he's getting into something and he's working his way through it. It's not yeah. a whole bunch of jumping around each week and, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, and the benefits, uh, if you find a church that practices expository preaching, especially working through books of the Bible, is you just don't get a guy who's preaching his favorite thing each week. Or if right. he has a sin he loves to beat up on, yeah. you get that every week. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, My pastor has a sin he likes to beat up on. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is. I think it's pornography. I hit that some, but yeah. Well, I think, and like you've gone over the stats on it before, and the stats are just yeah. I mean, so you know, I think it's 70, 80% of men. I'm just... Yeah, you know, so um, it comes up right in the yeah. application part, but but with expository preaching, you're it makes you hit the, the topics that you don't want to hit as well. Yeah. So if, like we're getting ready to work through the book of James as a church. Right. So week one is uh, the ver- second verse. There is count all joy when you have suffering. Basically. Yeah. So our sermon's going to be on the lines that hey, you are going to suffer. Like right. life is going to yeah. suck for you. It's sometimes, not going to be easy. And you're supposed to count out joy when that happens. Yeah. That's not a sermon that that I would probably just pick to preach, yeah. right? If I was just, because I just want to make you happy each week. Right. So it doesn't do that. So yeah, so expository preaching for me is the number one thing. Are, is the scripture driving the, the pulpit and nice. the preaching? So yep. Jimmy, keep going. Yeah, keep on oh, going. Okay. I want to hear your list. Okay. Okay. Um, the second one w- would be along the lines of a church that like really understands the gospel and lives the gospel out. Right. I agree. So when I say understand, like understand the way that they're preaching the gospel. So every Sunday, the gospel should be preach because that's what the Bible does. It right. points to Jesus, yep. but not like a fluffy gospel or right. an easy believism gospel. <laughs> like, yeah. like the gospel in the sense that, Hey, you're, you're a sinner and that separated you from God. Right. And God had to pay a penalty, right? Or Jesus had to go to the cross yeah. in order to pay that penalty so that you can have right standing with God. Right. Right. So it's nothing you can do, Yeah. but God had to do all of this and, and he's willing get, to You do can't it. get there alone. No. And if, um, and if, this didn't happen. You would spend eternity separated from God. Right. And the only way for salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. So that message, which that's very condensed, right and short. Yeah. But that should be that should be preached at the church, right? right? That this, that there is wrath that had to be paid, right. and God had to be that substitute, right, on the cross. And so some churches, right, you don't you don't hear that preached, the wrath of God. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's important. Uh, to hear about that and the gospel, and then also kind of living the gospel out would be part of that. Right. Right. So you can preach that, but is your church living the, that gospel message out? Yep, I agree. The, the next thing kind of falls underneath that is, is the church evangelistic. Right. So are you not only preaching the gospel, but is the church encouraging you to go share the gospel yeah. with others? And is the church doing that? Are the members of the church see that it's my responsibility to tell others about this good news of the gospel? So, right. Yeah. Anything yep. on that one? You just want me to keep working through this? Yeah, I just want you to keep going. Okay, I'll just keep going. Um, this next one may surprise you a bit. Okay. <laughs> um, but I would look for a church that practices church discipline. I agree. That, and that's one that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. And then seeing it and understanding why, I think, was a big one. Yeah. Um, now, I think it needs to be done lovingly absolutely. and how Scripture says yeah. and patiently and all these things. But it, it the church should practice church discipline. Yep, for sure. Um, and so a church that lives out Matthew 18. So if I... If I'm a brother of yours and I see you in sin, I go call it out. Right. If you don't stop, a couple of us come to you and say, hey, Nick, you need to knock it off. Exactly. If you don't, then we take it for the church. Right. right? So. And then it's, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but you can't yeah. you can't attend. You can't be here until you can work on this yeah. or until you fix this. Oh. Yeah. So if I was looking for a church, that's one of the, if I met with the elders or pastors or, or whatever they had at that church, yep. one of the questions I would ask, like, does this church practice church discipline? Nice. And, you know, what does that look like yeah. for this church? Like practically, you practice that. So. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that before. <clears throat> yeah, it's one that 
It's in the Bible though, right? Yeah. So if you're living out the Bible, it's part of it. Yeah. Um, the, the other one would be a church that really has a discipleship and growth plan, a, a church that expects its members to grow spiritually. Yeah. And more than just like you expect it, but also has like a plan laid out. Yeah. And not only expects it or has a plan laid out, but pushes it. Yeah. You know, guys to get or people to get involved in, you know, newcomers or new people's mm-hmm. lives. And, uh, you know, whether it's a, you know, a newcomer's breakfast or lunch or something, you know, to, yeah. you know, the church is kind of reaching out and, you know, kind of putting a hand out there and, you know, hoping you'll, hoping you'll grasp onto it. Um, yeah. Or, uh, you know, pushing for classes and pushing for, you know, uh, just people to get together and, you know, be able to disciple to each other, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of leads to the last, the last thing I have on my list would yeah. be a church that encourages you to use your spiritual gifts. Yeah. So if you can go sit in the chair or pew each week and never serve or do anything and no one ever says anything to you. Right. You know, the scripture calls us the body. Like we all have a part yep. in the church. So you have a spiritual gift that needs to be used right. at that local body. And if that local body never asks you or strongly encourages you to use it, yeah, it may not be the place. Yeah, maybe right? it's just not the place for you. Yep. So and and that's not it's not easy, right? As a pastor, <laughs> you go out to people like, "Hey, what's your spiritual gift? Yeah. Are you using that?" Right. So if you're, uh, no, I'm just here. Yeah, here for the crackers and cheese. Yeah, the crackers, <laughs> the crackers and wine. Yeah, uh, the crackers and wine. <laughs> but a church that encourages encourages you to use your spiritual gifts, right? right. So there's. A church that this doesn't hire everything out, yeah. right? But that the, the body should be the one serving each other. So yep. looking fast. So yeah, that's really like, if I was telling someone, here's, what was that, six things? Like here's six things I would look for in a church. Yeah. If you find that, you've probably found a, a, a solid church you yep. can be at. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing too, is like we looked for a church for both of us, for me and my wife for mm-hmm. probably two years before we landed where we're at. And, yeah. um, you know, it was just, it was so hard to... Some churches were way too big. Some of them were way too small. And some of them hit on, you know, four or five or six of the points that you had mentioned. And then they just lost it, yeah. you know, after that. And, uh, you know, I mean, it took us it took us quite a long time of searching um, and looking to find the right place. Yeah. And I so. think, you know, we live in a city where there's a lot of churches. So sometimes you don't have that luxury. Yeah. And so I, I think a, maybe a pet peeve of mine is yeah. that when people try to find a church just like them, right? So if you're... In your 20s yeah. and you're married and you have kids, then you want to find the church where everyone's in their 20s and married and has kids. Right. Or if you're 70 years old and retired, you want to find a church where there's a bunch of 70-year-olds who are retired because you guys have time and the same interest. And so yeah. that is not the picture of church we see in the New Testament. No. And, and our uh, American culture is like so – we think we should get everything just how we want it, like have it your way. Yeah. Is, that, is that Burger King? I think it's Burger King. Burger King, King yeah. have it your way. That's how we expect church, right? So yeah. it's like there's not enough young families here or – yeah. The church change like we've been there at our church where it was there's not enough young families I don't want to stay here or now it's there's too many kids running around here yeah. so I don't want to be the church of all these right. kids the church yeah, is, yeah find you something with yeah. a lot of age diversity um to make sure that the old people are still being fed I shouldn't say old people but you know that the older generation <laughs> the are believers. still being fed and then that you know younger people are coming in too and you know they're seeing that um they're seeing and they're getting what the old older generations are being fed you know that it, it's working across the board for all ages yeah. And another real big thing that I really don't like it, but, you know, people will get burnt at a church. They'll get burnt by details. They'll maybe just get burnt out mm-hmm. um, on certain things. But don't judge every church by what the one church or the last church you visited, yeah. you know, has done to you. Um, because, you know, had I, if I had done that, and not that I didn't like the people or the pastor or anything else at the last church we attended, if I had done that, I would have never went and even looked for another church again. It just, uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't like some huge negative thing. It just it just didn't work for me. And uh, so make sure that you're not you know you're not holding one church accountable for 
what another church is, yeah. has done or. Well, and churches are made up of sinners, right? So you're going yeah, to get Yeah, we're hurt. all sinners. I mean, we're, none of us are perfect here. When you hang out with people every week, the same people, right? It's like yeah. a family. Right. That's how church becomes. Like there's going to be times where people get on your nerves. Yeah. Someone's going to do something that sins against you. Right. Um, and you hate to say it, like you don't want your church to be like clicky, but I mean, it kind of gets that way because you get into certain friends groups and, yeah. you know, you guys start hanging out regularly and it's, it's funny that you know, those new friends groups will kind of push old ones aside because you guys are growing together yeah. and you're like-minded and you're, you know, both pushing towards a common goal. And it's odd to watch older friendships kind of get pushed to the wayside yeah. while your newer friendships, you know, with uh, people that you're growing spiritually with are, yeah. you know, coming to the forefront. Yeah, the church is interesting because like part of the goal of the church is like a sending culture though, right? Yeah. So one thing, maybe if I added something to the list, would be a church that encourages people to go. Yeah. So not just go and share the gospel at work tomorrow, which hopefully a church encourages that. But, you know, even our church, like we encourage like there's some of you need to move to a different country and plant a church yeah. there, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's that, that sending mentality. Yeah, we, we have a friend moving to a different state, you we know. We do. Um, and the whole purpose of him coming to this church was to help establish some things where we knew that in a couple of years when God opens the door, we're going to... Yeah. We're going to have to push him out. We're not gonna, push him out. Yeah, but, we're going to you know, send you out. Like, yeah, we're going to kick him right goal. in the butt and say, get out of here and yeah. go on down the road and go, you know, go do it over there. Yep, um, and then we'll hang out in heaven. Right. Right. I mean, it's really yeah. like, it sounds kind of morbid when I say that sometimes people is like, but really what is like, Hey, we need you to move, you know, yeah. across the city or to another state or to another country. Yeah. Probably won't see you much this side of heaven, but right. you're there making difference for the kingdom. Yeah, exactly. The you church know, is um, for the good of others. We so had a season in life where we needed each other and we used each other and now it's, you know, time to push you out. You got to fly the coop. Yep. But um, I think the important thing is to see like you need to find a local community to belong to and right. don't let secondary things, non-biblical things keep you from looking at a church, I right? Agree. So yeah. the size of the church, like you may have preferences on that, but if yeah. you're in an area where, you know, it's only all you have is a small church or all you have is a large church, yep. or if you don't like the music because you think it's too traditional, you think it's too contemporary, that's not biblical stuff, right? right? So yeah. does it meet these biblical qualifications what a church should look like? Yep. If so... You may not be able to get all your preferences. Right. And it may not be good to have all your preferences. Right. Well, it's kind of like I explained to my wife, you know, when we were looking for a house. We're, we're never going to find all 100% of what we want unless we, you know, build new or whatever. But yeah. let's find a number that we can settle on. Um, ours was 70. Yeah. You know, 70, 30, great. Um, and maybe that's what it looks like, too, in your spiritual life. You know, you find a place that's not exactly what you want, but mm -hmm. um, maybe you can help be the change and, uh, you know, make it 100% of what yeah. you want. Yeah, I've... I don't know. I didn't plan on talking about this on the podcast because I'm pretty passionate about it. And it's <laughs> great. Here we go. It's probably uh, maybe a little controversial in the church world a little bit is that I feel like COVID hurt churches in one way is that if you think about when, when COVID hit, we went through a tough, what do you call that? Running for president, the political season. Yeah. It was really like fired up. If you remember back in oh, yeah. 2020 and then socially in our country, we had a lot of like, a lot of things happen and people had a lot of strong opinions on a lot of different sides. Right. And then COVID hits. Yep. And it just, Everyone great now. There's so COVID. It's and a health pandemic, so there's that problem. But then there's yeah. also this issue where people politically are taking sides. So even stuff like mask, no mask, people yeah. felt really strong about it. So in the church world, there was there's a lot of movement of people. So a lot of people left churches during yep. COVID and found themselves at other churches. Yeah. So I have this theory, which I'm a nobody, so it's probably it may not be true, <laughs> but listen, I think there's some truth to it. This yeah. watching like kind of as an outsider, some other churches, how people have shifted, and even the church I belong to, is that. People who believed one way politically felt like the churches didn't address enough stuff in politics on this side. Right. So they went and found churches that lined up more with them politically. Right. And then there's other churches who felt like this church lined up with them on the other side politically. Yep. So they went and joined this church. Right. So these churches became more unified around 
maybe some politics or what they thought about COVID or how they handled right. COVID procedures. Isn't that crap in the end? Uh, well, I don't think it's good in the long run because right. now you have people who churches well, are more like together on it's these almost like It almost becomes more like a country club because people are going because they're hearing what they want to hear. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it boils down to is this guy will preach about what I want to hear about. Yeah. Um, when I go to church, I want to feel a little bit uncomfortable in my chair on Sunday mornings. Um, yeah. I want my pastor to hit on a few things that I didn't necessarily want to hear him talk about or things that I didn't want to talk about or even open up about. Like, yeah. He you may know, not hit your hot button political issues, but if right. he's preaching through the book of Acts, yeah. he's hitting something different every week that the Holy Spirit has him hitting. Exactly. And and so it, it's that's why it's big to have a church that practices expository preaching that opens up the Word of God and says, hey, here's what God's Word says. Right. Here's how we apply it to our lives today. Yeah. So for me, that protects me as a pastor. So when people come to me, it's like, hey, you're not you're not hitting this topic. Yeah. Right? Or you've hit this topic, and I don't know why you'd hit this topic. And right. You hit it again a few weeks, like, man, that's just where the text found us. We were in yeah. Acts 6 last week. We're in Acts 7 this week. You know, take it <laughs> yeah. up with God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I felt like during that time, so many people tried to line up with some different things instead of saying, is the church believe the gospel right. and preach the gospel? Yep. Do they practice expository preaching? Are they evangelistic? Do they have a discipleship plan? Do yeah. they practice church discipline? Are they encouraging people to use their spiritual gifts? Yeah. If so, you have found a biblical church. Right. And so you may be the problem if you can't fit in there. Yeah, I know we've uh, talked about this in depth, you and I, but never thought we'd bring it up on the podcast. So, Well, I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't a plan. But but everybody wants their preferences, right? right. So it's like, no, I really yeah. want the music to sound like this. Right. I want this translation to be used. I yeah. want all I these it. other things. I, I want, want church hymns. Everyone... I don't want to do as much contemporary music. I want, yeah. to, you know, I want this. I want that. And it's... You just may not find yourself with that... Like here in the city, you find yourself that luxury, I guess, if you yeah. call it a luxury. But, but you're not you're not going to get 100 percent of what you want. No, um, you know, and, and nor and, should you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a. Uh, it's pretty good. It's my thoughts on how to yeah. find a church. Right? right. So don't go looking for a new church. Right. So. I mean, it's okay if you do go looking for. No, a I'm new talking church. about you. No, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right now, you know, um, everything's lining up good for me. But you know, yeah. it's a. Uh, but if you are looking for a church or maybe you haven't found a church or, you know, I have a lot of friends that don't attend church regularly, yeah. if at all, because of something that happened at another church. Right. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you got to realize that um, everybody in the church is a sinner. Um, yeah. Nobody's perfect at the church that hurts your feelings. Boo-hoo. Sorry to hear about it. But everybody there was a sinner too. Yeah. Even and, the pastors, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, so they're, they're going to make mistakes. Right. Exactly. We all make mistakes and yeah. things happen and uh, don't. Don't judge the church just based on that. Um, you know, make sure you're judging a church based on what the six or seven things we just listed. Yeah, yep. this has been good. Yep. Next week we're going to wrap up this up uh, the season. Yeah, the season. The season. So yeah, season three. Is it season three? Yeah. All right. I thought it was like thirteen or fourteen. Or, no, no, it just seems that way. All right. Well, yep. have a good week, and we'll uh, see you next week. Awesome. See you.